So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. 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 I'm not sure how to say that. Lisa, what's the address? Matthew 14, starting with verse 22. But we're down at 35. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. That is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for that. Um, so now, uh, that is the whole picture. We're going to break down the whole picture a little bit and talk about small parts of it. So verse 22 says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills himself to pray. Night fell when he was there alone. So Jesus finally got that, that time alone with God. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> do you ever find yourself wanting or needing to do something and you keep getting interrupted? Yes. Like the urgent things of life push the important things to the side. I think Jesus felt that. I feel that sometimes. I imagine that Jesus felt that too, especially from reading this story. Um, but notice how he has compassion. Sometimes when my important stuff is pushed aside by urgent things, I don't have very much compassion. Sometimes I get crabby or frustrated. Jesus didn't get crabby or frustrated. Jesus had compassion. It's a good example, isn't it, that Jesus gives us. He has compassion for people, makes time for him. But then if you look, after he makes time for the people, he um, still goes away and gets time to pray because that is important. But because he hasn't gotten all mad, he probably gets to pray from a place of thanksgiving for what's happened when he had compassion for the people. I know that when I get frustrated and then I try to spend time with God, it doesn't always go like beautiful flowers and butterflies, right? <laughs> so maybe if I walked, you know, maybe if we walk in the compassionate part, then that alone time will, will flow nicely. Not that it doesn't, but um, that really spoke to me when I read this today. The example of that. Uh, so in verse 24, it says, me, so I'm going to read through it and then put in my own stuff. Maybe. So verse 24, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. 
Here it is again. The disciples are in trouble, and here comes Jesus with compassion in a miraculous way. When you find yourself in trouble, when you find yourself in situations that look really dark, you know, the boats that they had back then were not like huge, massive ships. There's a pretty good chance it could sink, right? So they're probably freaking out and holding on. Um, and here comes somebody walking across that. Now he's not walking across smooth water. He's walking across big waves and wind and walking right through the storm. Um, when you're in your storms of life and God shows up, you may not recognize God at first. There may be ways that God shows up that you're not used to it may be um something like a person saying something to you recognize that was god it may be somebody coming to church who knows how to break into buildings <laughs> to get, <laughs> so that we can um you guys get a good sermon that was planned instead of just off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, and then I could Zoom. And sometimes it could be, um, you know, I'm sure you guys have had experiences where looking back, you're like, whoa, that was God. That was totally God in my storm. Um, even if you didn't recognize it as God. So look for God to show up in the storms in your life. Watch for God to show up and watch what God does. Hallelujah. Verse 27 says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. I want to point out something really special about this. If you read it at face value, um, it's just saying, hey, it's me. It's Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's me walking on water. But in the Old Testament, that was written a long, long time before Jesus walked on earth. In the book of Exodus, in chapter three, some of you might know the story and some of you might not, and that's okay. Um, God showed up in a really crazy, unexpected way to Moses. And how God showed up was in a, in a fire. God showed up as a fire in a bush, but the bush wasn't being burned. So there were flames and I bet there was heat but nothing was being consumed because this was a holy fire of God. And when Moses asked, who should I say that you are? What's your name? God said, I am that I am. And that's the same word that Jesus used when he told the disciples who he was. And they would have known that. They would have known the history because that was the history of their people. And they would have known that God revealed himself as I am. So when Jesus came and said, um, I am who I am, they, they knew. They knew that he was saying, I am the living God. And back in Exodus, when God showed up in the fire, he says, I am who I am. And this is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generations to generations. So when Jesus shows up saying, I am, he is saying, I am God, and I am here, and you have a storm, but I am here. And um, 
and that's his name forever. And they would have known that. They would have known that. Back in that culture, the kids would have been taught that. They would have been known, and they would have known to look for the Messiah and that the Messiah would be the I am. So that would have been a big deal. So in Jesus saying, don't be afraid, it's me, I am. He's saying, don't be afraid for God is with you. And that's the same thing that Jesus is saying today to you. Do not be afraid for God is with you. The I am is with you. No matter what you're facing, no matter what your storm is, God is saying, do not be afraid because God is with you. Peter called to him in verse 28. It says, then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Hey, I love Peter. <laughs> Peter is rough around the edges. Peter talks before he thinks sometimes, or maybe it just doesn't have a filter, you know? Um, Peter um, is so on fire and then sometimes has a hard time following through. Can anybody relate to that? <laughs> Peter said, you know, I'm going to follow you till death. And then a little girl asked him, hey, are you one of Jesus's friends? And he's like, no, <laughs> not me. So like there's story after story about Peter like that. And guess what? Jesus loves Peter. Jesus loves Peter. Jesus calls Peter. If you have a hard time following through, don't beat yourself up and don't start. Don't, don't let it hang you up. Okay. Don't let a relapse be the end. Don't let that put you back into a lifestyle where you know you're not living, right? Because Peter did it all the time. You know, nowadays, Peter would be relapsing probably. And God would say, come on, Peter. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so if you're rough around the edges, take heart. Jesus loves you and calls you just like he loves and calls Peter. Okay, we can relate to that. So after Peter says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come walking on the water. Jesus doesn't say, no, Peter, you're a little too, you know, too spicy. You stay in the boat. That's not safe, you know. Um, just stay there and I'll come to you. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, yes, come. <laughs> He's telling Peter to come. So after Peter asks to come, Jesus says, come. And that really spoke to me that there's things in our life that God has put in our heart or maybe hopes and dreams that we have that we're not sure for sure. It's not like God came and spoke to us in a burning bush, thus saith the Lord. But, but a lot of those things are hopes and dreams that God put in your heart. And God is saying, come, you know, even though, you know, Jesus didn't say, come on, Peter, come out of the boat. Come on. Peter initiated it. Um, and so when we have an idea that's in our heart, but asked God, hey, you know, if it's really you, tell me to come walking on the water. So we can use that too. We can say, God, if this is really you, what you put in my heart, tell me to come walk on the water. You know, tell me to go talk to that person. Tell me to go apply for that job. 
tell me to go drive down this road because you're going to run into somebody who needs a touch from the Holy Spirit. And you're the one who carries that Holy Spirit. You're the one that brings the Holy Spirit to that person. And God is going to give you the words to say to set that person free. But we have to start with, with if it's really you, God, tell me to come. You know, if it's really you, tell me to come. And God says, yes, come. And um, so this must go great, right? It must be victorious. So later on in verse 29, it says, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind and waves were, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. I can picture it. He's probably like gagging on the water. You know, because they're splashing in wind. And, you know, it's not like a calm swimming pool. Have you guys ever been in a situation in your life that you feel like you're drowning? No. And Peter kind of put himself in this situation. Jesus said, come, right? But even if Jesus doesn't say come, like maybe we put him, I put myself in situations before that aren't good because I was making stupid decisions and I start to sink and I start to drown and uh, 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 help me God. And God is faithful every time to pull me up. And I just want to say, God is faithful every time to pull you up every single time when you feel yourself sinking or you feel that temptation you know, before you even start to sink, you feel the temptation to look at the waves instead of God. You can say, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. And um, Jesus reaches down and pulls us up. And sometimes it's not a God situation. Sometimes it's a bad situation that we get ourselves into. But sometimes it could be a God situation. It could be something that Jesus is saying, yeah, do it, do it. Because it takes faith to step out of that boat and sometimes faith is really scary we're believing in things we can't see yet right i can have um i can believe that there's a hundred dollars in my bank account if there's a hundred dollars in my bank account right that doesn't take faith Hope is knowing that I have a mortgage payment to pay, but the money is not in the bank. You know, that takes faith. Faith is seeing somebody that you don't know and feeling like you need to step out and talk to them and not knowing how they're going to receive it. That takes faith. And sometimes it doesn't work out how you expect. There's been times when I've approached people. I can think of one time at the hospital and I was like burning inside. I, I knew I needed to talk to this person. And I approached them gently and, you know, offered to talk to them and they were not receiving it. <laughs> they, it was like a brick wall. Um, so I had to walk away and pray from afar. And I was like, man, I missed that one. God, I really thought I was listening to you, but I really do think God was leading me to them and they have a choice to say no. Right. So don't get discouraged if God's calling you to something and it doesn't go the way you plan, and you start sinking, call out to God. And don't get discouraged because people have, can have free will too, right? Other people can choose to receive what you're bringing. God doesn't force himself on anybody, and we don't force ourselves on anybody in that way either. Um, we like the comfort and the safety 
And comfort and safety are not bad things. Um, but sometimes having faith requires us to step out of our comfort zone and to do things that we're not used to doing. Um, I've heard stories of people like really trying to walk on water and then drowning. So don't really try that. <laughs> unless like, I don't know, unless it's like an audible voice or something. I don't know. I don't want to be liable for that, but um, have faith to do the big things that are going to transform people's lives, right? Have faith to do the big things that God's calling you to do, even if it looks impossible, because God does impossible things. And God will, um, I don't like using the term God uses people because I don't believe God uses people. I think God partners with us. And God partners with us to do incredible, incredible things. You know, God is partnering with Bob right now in Africa. To, and people are getting healed and people are getting delivered. And there is just amazing things happening because of the partnership that, um, that God and Bob have doing that, right? And there's probably people that are not getting healed. And I don't, I don't understand that. And that's a whole nother sermon. So, um, so get out of the boat, get out of the boat. If you're feeling led, get out of the boat. And if you start to sink and you start to take your focus off of God, cry out and God will show up. So it says in verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Peace is not found in the absence of the storm, but in the presence of Jesus. And if you don't take anything else home today, you don't remember anything else, remember this, that peace is not found in the absence of a storm because there's going to be storms. There's going to be hard things. We're human and we're living in this world. And sometimes life is really hard. But peace is found in the presence of Jesus. So you keep your eyes focused on Jesus, whatever that looks like to you. Maybe it's having quiet time. Maybe it's, you know, reading your Bible. Maybe it's talking to people who you know are going to fill you up. Maybe it's praying with somebody. Um, maybe it's just crying out and saying, help, help me, help me. Um, in the presence of Jesus, there is peace for what for whatever storm you're weathering. Peter had faith to step out of that boat. But when he lost sight of Jesus, he sunk. Um, this might repeat something I've already said, but when you're on your faith walk, whether it be on land, because sometimes our faith walks on land, right? Or whether it be on water that feels impossible, keep your eyes on Jesus. Trust Jesus. Life is full of storms, big and little. And we must often walk through those storms and we can't un outrun them. And without Jesus, we will sink. But if, even if you fall, even if you feel like you're sinking, and you might not be pulled out of the storm. That's the other thing. You might still be in the storm. You might still be walking through it. But I want to say that you're not walking through it alone. And if the waves are crashing over you, keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on Jesus. Cry out to Jesus, even if it's over and over and over. And you don't have to have special words to do that. I have a friend that was struggling with addiction. And all they did was say, please, 
please, please. That's the only word they could say. Please, 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 please. And they've been 10 years clean off heroin. And the only word that they could utter was please. So there's not right words. There's a right God. Um, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> okay. Kind of like a joke, right? Like when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Um, do you guys ever feel like that? Like when you get, you like weather that storm. I can think of someone in here who didn't have transportation, right? And they weathered that storm of not having transportation. And then they like put a battery in their car and guess what it started? <laughs> so I don't know um, what the storm is, but sometimes it stops once you get back in the boat. And you feel like maybe I should have stayed in the boat the whole time. But you know what? There's growth that happens when you step out of that boat. And you grow in God and you learn to trust God. You know, in the Bible, it says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And when we live in the joy of the Lord, not, not depending on our circumstances, it strengthens us. Not just for that moment, but for the next time. Yes. And the next time and the next time. So, um, and that has to, that comes with trust, right? When you get strengthened by God, when you go through crap or stuff, sorry if that's a bad word for you kids. <laughs> when you go through stuff um, and you get through it and God helps you, you're strengthened for that next time and your trust in God grows. And what a place to be to walk, not fearing, because you know God's got you. What a place to be. Um, so in verse 33, once they got back into the boat and the wind stopped, the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they explained. Worship is our response. The disciples saw Jesus heal people, right? Remember before? They saw people get healed. It said everyone that touched him got healed. They saw people get fed with like three loaves of bread and a couple of fish, you know, like 5,000 men. So there's probably like 20,000 people. Like they saw these miracles happen. But when he said, I am that I am, they said, you really are the son of God. And they worshiped him. It wasn't the signs and wonders, or maybe it was. Maybe that was part of it. But they worshipped him. And when we get through our storms, and even when we're in our storms, our response can be to worship God. And if you don't know what to do or you can't, turn on some music. You know, one way to worship is with music. And sometimes when I am really, like, tore up from the floor up, I can't get the words, and I can put on music, and those words like really lifts me up and it connects me and grounds me and centers me because it's God because I'm worshiping God. I just need a little help with music sometimes. Yeah, you need a little help from your friends. <laughs> um, so when Jesus showed up, he told them he was the great I am and they believed it. 
Do you guys believe that, that Jesus is the great I am in your life and whatever you're facing, he has the answer. And even if it doesn't seem like it's the answer, you know, our families walked through some pretty hard things that have gone on way longer than I thought that they would go on, that some of them were still walking in. And the victory on this side hasn't come yet. But you know what? God is still the I am. And God is still in those places. And God, like more and more and more through it. I pray that he's setting the other people free too. Um, so when God shows up in our lives, our hearts cry out and we can worship him. And we don't only worship God for what he's done. The disciples doesn't say the disciples worshiped God after he did the miracles. They worshiped Jesus for who he was. Um, and we can do that too. And then at the end, it says, after they crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. And here we have it again. Jesus is healing people. Jesus is showing compassion. Jesus is showing up for people's greatest needs. And Jesus will show up for you in your good days. And he's going to especially show up for you in your really bad days. You can trust him. You can step out of the boat. There's the train. The train always shows up here too. <laughs> yeah. You can step out of the boat and do the big things that God has put in you. I believe that every single one of you has huge things that God has put in you. And they're different things than what God has put in me. And <laughs> maybe I should just wait. I know. When we do communion in a little bit, we're going to say the Lord's Prayer. And it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, part of that is God, but I want to say part of that is you. You help God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven because you are a vessel of the Holy Spirit and where you walk, God is with you. Um, you're part of the reason why God's kingdom will come and God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And even if you falter and even if you start slipping beneath the waves because the storms around you are so big cry out to Jesus and he's gonna reach down and he's gonna grab you and he's gonna be with you and even if you're rough around the edges and even if you're doing stuff you're not supposed to do when you're ready to turn lay it down and give it to Jesus and he's gonna give you the strength you need to do what you need to do right? He's going to strengthen you guys. So I'm going to end today. Um, and I, I was going to speak out of Isaiah 40. So maybe next time I speak, I will, but I really felt God nudging me towards this Peter walking on water story. Um, but I do want to bless you guys today. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a blessing over you out of Isaiah 40. And then, like I said, I have one more song for worship that um, 
spend time worshiping God, but also talk to God about, about the things that we've learned today. Um, and what are the places that you need to step out of the boat? And what are the places that you need to cry out to Jesus? Because we all have those places in us. We all have those places. So Isaiah 40, 27 through 31. And in the first two verses, it says Jacob and then Israel, which is God's people. So you are God's people. So I'm going to say Tierra Nueva. So, oh, people of Tierra Nueva, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, friends who are here with us today, how can you say that God ignores your rights? Have you not heard? Have you not understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. And I declare over every single person in here today that when you trust in the Lord, you will find you soar high on wings like eagles, and you will run and not grow weary, and you will walk and not faint. 